This podcast is powered by the leading at the top of your game development experience. If you would like to work with Karen and the shockingly different leadership team to up-level the leadership execution acumen within your organization, visit developingyourgame.com to find out more. First is really understand the market here, change your mindset, and really like I always tell them, open your mind and your ears and listen. Don't come here like ready. Oh, I know what to do. I'm going to do like this because probably it's not going to work. So understand the market here. First thing, your mindset, changing your mindset. Welcome to the Lead at the Top of Your Game podcast, where we equipped you to more effectively lead your seat at any employer, business, or industry in which you choose to play. Each week, we help you sharpen your leadership acumen by cracking open the playbooks of dynamic leaders who are doing big things in their professional endeavors. And now your host, leadership tactics and organizational development expert, Karen Farrell-Rhodes. Hi there, superstars. This is Karen, and welcome to today's episode. You know, so often, those of us who are in the United States dream about expanding our company operations internationally. But you should also know that there's a huge population of foreign-based companies who are just as passionate and dream about establishing operations right here in the U.S. And with all the regulations to navigate and all the operational processes to understand, Foreign-based operations frequently find the process of coming to the states really overwhelming, and most need an intermediary to guide them on the very steep learning curve. This is why I am so happy to feature on today's episode, Danilia Palmieri, who's the founder of Connect Solutions, a rapid business growth company that aims to help clients achieve their international business goals on an expedited timeline. Danilia is a native of Brazil, and she splits her time between the U.S. and Brazil and a, a variety of other foreign countries. She leads a team of experts who helps clients establish operations in the U.S. and is very involved in partnerships with over 28 consulates. Danilia will be sharing more insight on the dynamics of scaling operations into foreign markets, so you definitely don't want to miss this episode. But remember, be sure to listen to her addition to our Leadership Execution Playbook and my closing segment called Karen's Take, where I share a tip on how to use insights from today's episode to further sharpen your leadership acumen. And now, enjoy the show. Hello, superstars. This is Karen, and so happy to have you all uh, listening in on today's episode. I am just thrilled beyond belief to have our guest today, Ms. Danilia Palmieri. Uh, she is the founder of Connect Solutions, which is a firm that helps clients achieve their international business goals uh, in a very expedited timeline. Her company is absolutely dynamic, so be sure to listen in deeply because, as you all know, uh, global business is truly the way of the world. So welcome, Danelia, to the show. Thank you, Karen. It's a pleasure being here, and it's always a pleasure to talk to you. So thank you so much for having me here today. 
Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So are you ready to open up that leadership playbook of yours? Yes, I'm totally (laughs) ready to do it. All right. Well, let's go ahead and dive in. Well, you know, to start, you know, for as much as you feel comfortable, Danelia, um, can you share a little bit about, you know, your background, kind of where you grew up, a little bit about your personal life and a tad about your professional journey? Sure. So my beautiful accent right? I love it. <laughs> That's my beautiful accent is com- coming from Brazil. So I was born and raised in Sao Paulo, big city in Brazil, the biggest city in Brazil. I graduated there in chemical engineer, worked for around 15 years in corporations uh, from work on the floor in the manufacturing training people, uh, designing processes, all the way through my last role that was a leadership development uh, director, where I was able to help develop around 300 uh, leaders in the company I used to work for. And that's where I decided to move my journey uh, to the human resources field. Right after a merging and acquisition process that I was responsible for the integration of the processes and also work with the people management uh, team. And that's why I decided to, to shift my career um, to that. In 2013, I moved to Atlanta. Uh, my husband was invited to... To, to come to work here in Atlanta. And I can confess to you, I never, I, did, I didn't heard about Atlanta before. <laughs> right? uh, it was like a shock, right? <laughs> yes. And then um, uh, we came here. I love Atlanta. I feel like a, an Atlantan. I always tell my husband, like, oh, do you want to, and we, we need to drive somewhere. I said, oh, I know where we have to go. So I... I've been living here for the past 10 years and I drive around uh, a lot. Um, so I, I have a five years old daughter, my husband, right? She's uh, American Brazilian, right? Was born here. And also I have to work hard to make her speak Portuguese. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, so I always, uh, she starts speaking in English with me and I say, hey, speak in Portuguese, please. So it's, yeah. it's, it's a challenge, but, but it's fun. And uh, since I arrived here, Karen, in 2013, 14, I was already in a solo career as a consultant in Brazil. And uh, my first step was getting in touch with the Brazilian American Chamber of Commerce, where I want to understand, I would like to understand how to do business here in this country, right? And also start to engage in the community. And that's what I did. And I became chairman of the board some, some years later. Um, and we changed a lot of things in our board at that time. We recruited new board members. We create some more diversity in our board because it was a lot of Brazilians. And I said, no, 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 we have to bring Americans. We have to bring 
you know, different ways to see things once we are a binational chamber. So we did that. I decide like once with Connect uh, to serve international companies in the human resources heaviest field, let's say this way, because now I can kind of help them with some marketing, of course, with some operations. We have partners that can help them with the business development, right? With recruiting, C-level recruiting. So we end up creating this networking in this partnership that can provide uh, better resources for international companies. I love that. And for our listeners who may not uh, realize this, in Atlanta, we kind of call ourselves the melting pot of the South, but there is a very thriving um, Brazilian community among other diverse communities, but there is a very thriving um, Brazilian community. I have quite a few uh, friends of Brazilian uh, nationality or Brazilian descent. So um, I definitely understand uh, why it made it such sense for you to connect with the Chamber of Brazilian Chamber of Commerce here because um, there was a great business opportunity. Yeah, definitely there. Yes, and then uh, once I would like to not serve the Brazilian community and also other international companies because when you come to the U.S., the, the challenges, the struggles, the, the, the culture are all the same. Right, so it is. Uh, we can help any international companies, right, doing what we do. Then I decided that I would like to be a board member, <laughs> <laughs> and I chose the World Trade Center Atlanta. At that time, I I had a connection that introduced me to them. I went all with the process to uh, right to be hired for for them, and I've been. Acting as a board member there has been five years now. Oh, amazing. Congratulations on that. Thank you. And leading programs, events is not really my forte, but I always say like it. Sometimes I have to engage with things to improve some skills that we are not good at. That's right. And, and, and that's why I engaged with the World Trade Center to open doors and understand other um, cultures and be in touch with um, other international uh, chambers or consulates. I don't know, Karen, if you know that, but we have around 28 different binational uh, chamber of commerce or some trading offices or consulates here in Atlanta. So it's really a potting mouth through the sound, right? We really have a lot of uh, international backgrounds here. That's that's amazing. That's one thing that I love. Uh, Atlanta it is for. amazing. I knew we had quite a few. I didn't know 28. So that's a new one on me. I learned something new uh, every day. But that you're right. That is absolutely, totally amazing. And for our listeners out there, in full transparency, uh, Danelia and I have had a chance for our businesses to partner together on a variety of initiatives. And she's really underselling herself. I mean, she has such a dynamic expertise in combining business operations with 
um, HR and in organizational effectiveness initiatives. She is one of the best in the business around that. And so I didn't want her to get off this podcast without me uh, really providing her expertise because it has been such a pleasure collaborating with her on a variety of engagements that we had a chance to work together on. Yeah, it's always a pleasure, Carrie. You know that, right? You know that I am your fan. I'm, I'm here for friend. you anytime you need. You know that. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, let's um, dig a little deeper into Connect Solutions. Um, what I'd love for you to share with our audience um, is a little bit more about the different areas that you help um, businesses um, with. Because I do know you do a, a lot of heavy work with helping um foreign-based businesses establish operations in the U.S., kind of help coaching and guiding them and establishing operations. But what are some of the different areas of specialty that uh, the team at Connect Solutions can help with? So we can, I like to explain Connect Solutions as a, a uh, like a game, right, where you have a path to go, and when you throw the dices, you run some steps forwards or back, right? So I like to explain like this as a, a table, a board game, because it, it is that what, it, what has happened. So when I, our, our clients approach this, and we work a lot together with the Georgian Department of Economic Development, with the Brazilian like consulate and other consulate, Mexican consulates, I've been talking to them as well um, to understand like uh, where where is the company, what is the challenge, right? So I I starting asking questions like, oh, do you know the your market size, your competitors? Um, do you know where your clients, where they are, what they are looking for? Uh, do you understand their needs, their problem? Because also, when you're talking about the international field, you, you, you have to understand your audience. It's, it's not the same. The, the way I, I see things in Brazil is not the way I see here for sometimes the same solution, the same uh, product, right? And the way we will promote that and we will create you know the footprint so even sometimes you have to change the name because the name when you translate or when you say in english doesn't make any sense or or maybe something that americans would like say oh my gosh right it can be a word that's not really fits well the culture so if they say no i understand all these i know the marketing i know my audience i know everything I need just to start selling, right? So at Connect, we have partnership with companies that can do the business development, can do the sales for them. So we start helping them with the marketing, language, creating a footprint, materials, so uh, they are able to start selling here. If they are here and they want to um, really start their company we have a, an accounting CPA partner that does it for us, help them with all this bureaucracy, legal, immigration as well. And at Connect, we are able to do what we can do best that help them 
go through all the challenges around people management from hiring the right person and before that the human resources strategy it's planning right where we really add value it's planning in a sense that you know the people you want you know the market how much the market pays where are these professionals how much the benefits all the challenges around you know legal uh, and compliance before hiring anyone. Then we can help them hire this person. And we are heavy on cultural fit, not only experience, not only uh, knowledge and professional background, but we fit together to that culture because also I value my client's culture, right? We, 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 we wanted to keep that here their identity, their history, right? What they value must and just adapt and engage to this country and change communication and adapt maybe some policies that in Brazil make sense, here doesn't make sense and all the way around, right? So it's a learning process for all of us because also we can improve process in Brazil. In Brazil, they are learning also, or in their country, they are also learning how to adapt to that. And here, they can also create and adapt to, to new things. And we can... Oh, sorry, Karen, go ahead. No, no, no. I'm saying that's great. I was just curious as well, um, what are you seeing some, as some of the main challenges of um, international companies establishing a presence in the U.S. I, I know we talked about kind of policies and but do you think it's the, the top mm, the top uh, I won't say roadblocks but top obstacles that they're trying to tackle is it the laws around foreign companies establishing it here is it finding that talent um to create, you know, to to build a base here. What are some of the top challenges you're seeing right now going on as as companies are trying to establish operations here? First is really understand the market here, change your mindset, and really like I always tell them, open your mind and your <laughs> ears and listen. Don't come here like ready. Oh, I know what to do. I'm gonna do like this because probably it's not gonna work. So. Understand the market here. First thing, your mindset, change your mindset. Open, totally open, blank page. Second is understand that uh, the hold blocks we have here might not be the same ones in our country. Right, right now here in the US, we know about the shortage, right, in the workforce. We know that how challenge uh, is hiring someone now all the, the, the compensation is up and high, right, than three years ago. Also, the flexible time and working from home, people change their uh, home, right? Some people, they were living in New York and now they want to live in Florida because pandemic gave them this choice. And now it's challenging to make them, hey, come back. I, I need you here in New York in person, not virtually. 
or at least for a couple of days. So this all these challenges uh, that we are we are facing, and uh, we cannot be how how do you say we, we need to be flexible and understand and consider that. I have a client that I just spoke yesterday, and she told me, "Oh, I'm I." I cannot hire someone hearing they are in Miami because they need to speak Portuguese. They need to work from the office. And I said, well, you know, you have, you are giving me this spectrum to work, right? Because when you say speak Portuguese, okay, in Miami, in Florida, we have a lot of Portuguese spoken people, but with the experience you need, it's a small market, right? It is small market. So that's that's another challenge. And I have other clients that came here to hire a head of of sales and they have to change the whole strategy because they could not find the person with the budget they have because their budget no longer makes sense here. So that is the, the main obstacles. And of course, understand the, the labor law because there are some nuances in also now that you can hire in different states. So you have to comply with different regulations. That's another, another thing. But I, for me, the primarily one is mindset. Change your mindset. Clear your calculator. <laughs> Let's start again. Which is humans is hard to do, right? Um, especially when you've had a successful business in your, your native country. Um, clearing your mindset to totally um, almost recreate your business in the U.S. can be a, a huge challenge. I know you have a lot of um, uh, experts and specialists that you bring in based on what you know the cl clients need and what stage they're at. And I'm just curious, a female founder of, um, of such a firm, what are some of your major challenges in, in leading Connect Solutions? Wow. It's a, as a female, mom, wife, <laughs> daughter, it's, it's, it's always a challenge. And, and yesterday I was talking, talking with a friend. Uh, she's also so, so uh, amazing that we are like a, living the same life right now. She's an entrepreneur like me. She's a mom. Uh, she just end up uh, because I end up uh, a partnership a uh, couple of weeks ago and restarting rebranding connect. So she's doing the same with her business, and we are talking about the challenges we face in our daily basis because we say like we are our the son. It's a, a mom's son, right? or a daughter, right? You have to take care of them. So you have to worry about from what we're going to eat for dinner <laughs> to all the way through, oh my God, how do I connect with this new person and, and have a new prospect? So that's really the challenge for, for women because I don't see in our society, like if, if we were a, a male person if we're being worried about all this stuff at the same time and have to handle all these different balls as we have to handle, right? So in the, it's time that you have to dedicate. It's time that you have to think in a, in a different way. And sometimes it's pretty challenging in the sense that, oh my God, I do a phone call now 
with a potential prospect or I have to go to my daughter's school, right? And be engaged with that community. So that, that is a balance that is challenge being a, a, a female, right? To, to how to handle all these, these balls and how to make time, a quality time to do. And I feel sometimes that I'm dropping my ball uh, in, in the business. I think we all do. <laughs> because I have to pay attention because I have, because sometimes 5 p.m. I go down and I have to prepare the food. I ask, what are you going to have to eat? And everybody's waiting for me. For you. Right? <laughs> yeah. And sometimes I feel like, oh my God, I'm dedicating so much time to my work that I may be dropping the ball with my husband, with my family. Right or with my friends, so it it's always uh, a feeling that we are um, missing something, or always w- w- we own something to somebody. <laughs> right, always, <laughs> always. <laughs> well, it's, well, I think you're doing a a, a fantastic job um, trying to juggle. I think we're all in that similar situation, but it's you know I always say it's all about work life prioritization versus work-life balance, you know, for every single day I wake up and I think, okay, what are my top priorities for today? And I look across the spectrum from business to family to me, you know, sometimes I have to prioritize me, you know, and make time to go get my annual physical or whatever it is that um, I need to get done. But you're, you're right. It's, um, it's just taking it day by day and doing your best. Because um, mm-hmm. there's never enough hours in the day. Never yeah, enough. Never. <laughs> so, um, Danielle, I'm just curious for you. Um, what do you think it takes for someone to lead at the top of their game? So, to to lead at the top of the game, uh, well, you have in your book, not of the seven top <laughs> priorities. Yeah, uh, I would like to talk about a little bit about uh, driving for results because um, I'm a very result-driven person, and I find in everything I like to do to add value and accomplish results. Right, always like with my clients, with my family, what we are looking for as a results, and and that's for me is always. The, not the end of the game, but it's a really huge part of the game that we need to deliver results. I don't feel good if I'm not delivering or actually, I love to say like, I like to exceed expectation. I don't like to deliver what we agreed. I like to deliver more, more, <laughs> more always more. I, I'm never happy if I deliver like what we agreed. I feel like I'm mm, is the best work I can do for you. So I like to deliver uh, extra results and and like a surprise, right? The, the expectation go beyond the expectation. Not always happens, but that's where I I I go forward. And I and I um I like to get the work done. This just juggling things. I, I do also prioritize over my week, like my calendar. Fridays mainly, I do this, the planning for next week, like blocking some times for myself, blocking times for projects, for 
uh, networking, uh, for, you know, different things for my family that I can really, uh, my, my major, my MVP priority, right? The, the most important value priority. That's what I do. But that's where I see that as a leader, we have to looking for results or results that our team has to, to develop, to be better in something. So help them do it. Or for us personally, delivering that or for, for, for our family. So that's why I chose uh, driving uh, for results as uh, the topic today, Karen. Oh, I love that. And I think I'm going to use that as your entry into our leadership playbook. I love how you ring fence time on Fridays to um, make sure you're planning for the next week for all the different areas of your life. I think that is a valuable um, action or tool for leaders to do because sometimes many of us you know don't do it or don't find the time to do it and you schedule time in your calendar to make sure you do that in hopes that you'll be the most effective that you can be for the upcoming week I, I absolutely love that do you have any other tips or tools that you do to kind of keep yourself sane well I usually uh, have my Mondays to working on projects Try not to schedule meetings, real focus on getting the results done. I have my calendar open uh, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays really to business development, marketing, all the hats as an entrepreneur we have to wear. And Fridays is my, I have a part of my days for myself, my massage, my nails, whatever I want to do to suit myself or to be nice to myself. And then I take like the afternoon to uh, planning and to organize, see what I missed. Maybe I didn't accomplish for, from that week that I need to reroute, turn around and have done for, for next week. That's mainly, I believe that's helping me a lot not feeling that guilty we just spoken about between family, right, yourself and work life, try to balance uh, a little bit more that. I love that. I absolutely love that. All right. Well, we only have a few more minutes left, but I don't want to leave without doing our final segment. Our final segment is called Full Disclosure. These are little fun questions to ask to to get a sneak peek into some of the things that you uh, like as an individual. And I promise there are no gotcha questions. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing too bad. But my first question um, to you is, you know, what is your favorite way to decompress? Um, Saturday. Saturdays? What do you do on Saturdays? Oh, Saturdays, I like to wake up whatever time. I love to walk around the neighborhood. And I love to take my daughter and my dog, my two puppies, right? My two babies with me. They go on the stroller. My dog will go under the stroller. (laughs) It's so cute. And I like to just to walk around the neighborhood. And now that the weather is amazing, my favorite time to do that in the year. Yeah. And come back home, work out, and do whatever we like in the in the afternoon. You can have a good glass of wine or more because the Sunday is just 
coming, right? Right, so right. Enjoy the night. We don't usually enjoy the night much because we we go sleep early. <laughs> we are we're not owls here at home. But, but and have some friends over. That's what I like to do. So Saturday is my decompression. It's your day to do that. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> what is one of your favorite meals that you love to eat? Wow, my favorite meal. It's uh, is a typical meal in Brazil. Okay, it is uh, rice with beans, mm-hmm. uh, some protein. Like uh, mainly, I I am a beef person. <laughs> I love a barbecue. <laughs> oh yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes, and 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 some vegetables. Uh, these combinations is really a comfort food for me. I don't eat this very often. Uh-huh. It's been a while, not because I'm living here. It's because just to change. I don't eat that much, and and but is that's my my favorite. Food. That's your splurge meal that you would love, yeah, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome. What would be a perfect birthday gift for you? Oh my gosh, something that surprised me. <laughs> I'll tell my husband this year. He said, "What do you want to?" For birthday, I said, surprise me. You surprise I don't know, just surprise me. No, but other than that, my my perfect uh, present or perfect birth birthday day, it's hang out with the people I love, you know, and and just uh, enjoy the time with them and be, be grateful and celebrate one more year, right? And one more year ahead, um, being healthy. Right, that's really uh, the the best birthday day that I look for always. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right, and one more um, question, but not for you. I always love to turn the tables on me since you've been such a great sport being on, on the podcast. What is one question you'd like to ask me about anything, business or personal? Okay, so Karen, I I admire you. I I know you has been a while. We work together, so I you really it's a reference, you know, is a role model for me. Oh, that's so sweet of you to say. Uh, yes, yes, this is true from the bottom of my heart to you. So what I would like to hear from you, and I don't know if it's really a, a question, but how do you get so successful handling family business all this time, right, to, to have SDL where it is? And I know that we are, you are always looking for something new to do. <laughs> right always looking for something different so h- how do you do that give me a little bit more from your magic <laughs> <laughs> that's a great question um well you know me Danelia. i'm an over-the-chart extrovert i talk with everyone network with everyone people talking to people are my joy so that that's my space. And so for the business side of the house, um, I, I do try to extend my networks at all times with key decision makers with companies, um, you know, starting out with just, um, you know, being friendly, trying to see what's top of mind for them, you know, offering some free advice or resources. You know, I don't, I'm not a great, I won't call myself a great salesperson. I'm, 
pretty good at deepening relationships. And I've just been fortunate that because of that, um, you know, business has been referred to me um, from those that are within my network. And um, so I just try to continue to keep up relationships with individuals. Sometimes it doesn't the business doesn't come like immediately. I, I've had a ton of people that it comes a year, year and a half later and, and say, they'll say, Hey, I, I referred you to one of my best friends that are needing X, Y, or Z. And uh, it took a while when we first started the company, but over time it has really ramped up. So, um, that's kind of one of the secrets to our success. Yay. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for sharing this with no. us. <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> Well, uh, unfortunately, our time is up. I could talk to you all day, Danilia, but thank you so much for joining um, the Lead at the Top of Your Game podcast. And audience members, um, please definitely go to our website. There will be detailed show notes, information on how to contact Danilia and get more information about um, her and uh, her company services. You'll also uh, get links to how to reach her. And um, Danielle, you've just been the epitome of a wonderful podcast uh, guest. So thank you so much for the gift of your time for our listeners. Thank you. Thank you, Karen, again. It's always right. a pleasure being here with you. So thank you for having me. <laughs> Absolutely. Have a good day, everyone. I hope you enjoyed our conversation today with Danilia Palmieri, founder of Connect Solutions. Links to her bio, her entry into our leadership playbook, and additional resources can be found in the show notes on both your favorite podcast platform of choice and at leadyourgamepodcast.com. And now for Karen's take on today's topic of scaling internationally. You know, while it may be exciting to contemplate scaling your company or business internationally, just know that there are both pros and cons to consider. Some of the pros include things like uh, having a larger likelihood that your company will be more immune to the fluctuations and downturns of a single market. Uh, Also, you'll be able to tap into a larger talent pool, which is really cool. Another pro might be um, more options for selling your products and services, as well as enjoy the cachet that comes with having a global brand. But uh, listeners, you know, I'd be remiss if if I did not give you some tips to avoid some of the pitfalls which may come your way if you don't plan for international operations uh, very strategically. One of the things you should make sure that you do is conduct comprehensive market research in every country you're considering. Understand the local laws, tariffs, and taxes. And I personally recommend you starting with the U.S. Department of Commerce because they have a ton of data on trade laws all over the world. The second thing you should do is to devise a sound strategy uh, when you're planning to establish operations in another country, and please don't wing it. Take the time to understand the cultural differences that will impact things like pricing, advertising, shipping, payment, production, um, and even packaging. And lastly, if you think that you might need finance for your business, uh, make 
a research appointment with a renowned international bank, such as the Export Import Bank of the U.S. There's a lot of these types of banks out there, but all of them have specialists who can help you prepare your financial strategy, and also can they can connect you with subject matter experts in your target countries. So if you've enjoyed this topic, more info on developing stronger leadership acumen can be found by clicking on the signature program link on our website, shockingdifferent.com. Thanks so much for joining this episode and see you next week. Bye. And that's our show for today. Thank you for listening to the Lead at the Top of Your Game podcast, where we help you lead your seat at any employer, business, or industry in which you choose to play. You can check out the show notes, additional episodes, bonus resources, and also submit guest recommendations on our website at leadyourgamepodcast.com. You can follow me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn by searching for the name Karen Rhodes, with Karen being spelled K-A-R-A-N. And if you like the show, the greatest gift you can give would be to subscribe and leave a rating on your podcast platform of choice. This podcast has been a production of Shockingly Different Leadership, a global consultancy which helps organizations execute their people, talent development, and organizational effectiveness initiatives on an on-demand project or contract basis. Huge thanks to our production and editing team for a job well done. Goodbye for now.